Welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles. We're so happy to have you with us. This is Ode number 8, Mother of the Present. Mother of the Present, free my mind from all concerns, born of past thoughts, and bring me into your world of the actual. I want only that, to be disenthralled from my illusions of memories that preoccupy my mind. I'm willing to let go of them. Help me to give my attentions over to a different mind, one in constant connection with you. Already you are here, so when I forget to remember your love is all-pervasive, I deviate into problems that keep me absent. You are always present. I am often absent. How can I be more with you than I am now? You are in everything I see and touch. You engulf my senses in every way I turn. There is no place or time where or when you are not. In the quiet of the morning, your sounds come upon me in many ways. I hear the rush of the air flowing out of the register, the hum of the mechanics that provides your heat in the background. A sound of a cup landing on the table makes a staccato tap. Even the most subtle sound of this pen scratching words on the paper is a testimony to your diverse and present nature when I am quiet in the momentum of deep listening. Your symphony of sound in the present is always new, and I am the audience of your song of life that is more vast than any music born of memory. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what, what are we reading today in the text? We're still in chapter one. The meaning of miracles. Uh, number five called holiness, wholeness and spirit. Wholeness and spirit. Okay. The miracle is much like the body in that both are learning aids for facilitating a state in which they become unnecessary. Hmm. When spirit's original state of direct communication is reached, neither the body nor the miracle serves any purpose. While you believe you are in a body, however, you can choose between loveless and miraculous channels of expression. You can make an empty shell, but you cannot express nothing at all. You can wait, delay, paralyze yourself, or reduce your creativity almost to nothing, but you cannot abolish it. You can destroy your medium of communication, but not your potential. You did not create yourself. Isn't that interesting. That line, you did not create yourself, is sort of like separate, stuck out there at the end. Yeah, well, you know, there's a self we made up called the personality, mm-hmm. and there's a self God created. And the purpose of the miracle is to get us in the awareness of the self God created 
And that self is more or less automatically in communication with its source. So um, prayer is this kind of medium that, you know, uh, navigates between us and our Creator. And, and then mir miracles are like these actions where we're put in touch with that connection, you know. And, and then the body is what we use to express things, you know, it's our communication device. So it's, it's saying, well, n the body nor the miracle has any use once you restore this, this channel of communication. Um, but I think it's talking at such a high plane, you know, it's like you would just be spirit and you would be in this constant song of joy or um, divine bliss of of being connected to your your creator you know um, that that's that's a bit far off you know because we have we still have work to do here you know we still have work, service to do, and we need our bodies, and we need the miracles, and that's our job right now. Okay, the basic decision of the miracle-minded is not to wait on time any longer than necessary. Time can waste as well as be wasted. The miracle worker, therefore, accepts the time control factor gladly. He recognizes that every collapse of time brings everyone closer to the ultimate release from time in which the Son and the Father are one. Equality does not imply equality now. When everyone recognizes that he has everything, individual contributions to the sonship will no longer be necessary. Hmm. Well, again, it's talking about a very lofty state, um, but it's saying, you know, these levels of needs are only illusions, but um, we're kind of stuck in them, you know? Like, we recently had a situation where we know these two people, and they they had a lot of grievances towards each other, right? Mm. And we were trying to get them to see that it was just an opportunity for each of them to forgive one another and get off it and see how they both were mirroring you know, the shadows of each other, which was making them activated, you know, and, and then eventually <laughs> caused a breakdown. So, so they weren't, they weren't willing to, um, get off it, so to speak, we say. Mm -hmm. They weren't willing to get off it, and they were still kind of pointing the finger at each other, and they weren't able to get off it. So, 
so that's a, that's a case where um, the miracle's only a potential in their situation. Mm. You know, it's not, it, it, because of their unwillingness, it's blocking the energy and they're, they're just not willing to get off it. So the separation still is, uh, you know, intact in, in that relationship. And, and this is where people are, you know. Um, the miracle-minded, though, they see that all things are lessons God would have us learn. And if they have any grievances whatsoever, it's, it's because um, that thing that they're, they're complaining about or grieving about, that's in them too. And it's up for, for their forgiveness. It's up for them to forgive it in themselves first and forgive it in everyone else. And the miracle-minded know that. So when they are activated, it's more of an opportunity to move through it and let it go. So, yeah. What, read that first line where it says the miracle-minded. Uh, the basic decision of the miracle-minded is not to wait on time any uh, longer. Okay. All right. So when we were trying to help these two people uh, drop their position and get off it, that, that was because we wanted to save them time. Mm. All right? And they weren't willing to do it. So they need more time. They need more time. Uh, but they don't, well, they don't really need more time, but they want more time, or they're stuck in time, mm. or they think it takes time, but it doesn't take time. It takes your willingness to drop it, and whatever that willingness is, you know, is, is um, yeah, it comes face to face with our unwillingness. Mm. Yeah, okay. When the atonement has been completed, all talents will be shared by all the sons of God. God is not partial. All his children have his total love, and all his gifts are freely given to everyone alike. Except ye become as little children means that unless you fully recognize your complete dependence on God, you cannot know the real power of the Son in his true relationship with the Father. <clears throat> the specialness of God's sons does not stem from exclusion, but from inclusion. All my brothers are special. If they believe they are deprived of anything, their perception becomes distorted. When this occurs, the whole family of God of the sonship is impaired in his relationships is impaired in his relationships yeah impaired yeah in its relationships yeah well yeah okay so so everybody has god's love so if we're withholding love from anyone then it's because of some grievance or judgment or opinion that we have and uh, that's it's blocking the flow 
Except you become as little children means that unless you fully recognize your complete dependence on God, you cannot know the real power of the Son. Well, yeah. I mean, we're... We're all innocent, and we're, we all have kind of an inner child that we have to tap into, you know. That's the, that's the reservoir of our subconscious mind. You know, the Hawaiians in Ho'oponopono say it's uh, the unihipili, mm -hmm. and, and that unihipili is, is something where if there are problems in life, they're all stored there, and they have to be corrected there. And so it's like the conscious mind's main uh, purpose is to take care of this child, you know, take care of this child who is confused, who is afraid, who has guilt, who has anger, you know, who has uncertainty. Um, so, so it's a it's not a matter of condemnation or judgment. It's a matter of care, taking care and reassuring and, and restoring. So, so that, I think that line we, you have to become as little children and realize that, that God is your source for everything. Well, God will give you everything and take care of you, but you, you have to like, um, admit that you need the help and be willing to make the corrections on those deep levels you know and and then all the help you can accept is provided yeah it says you can't you have to recognize your complete dependence on god i don't think people are thinking about that no because they're making themselves and they're just fine and they can just have their own agenda and they're just fine, and they don't have this um, inner connection where they're being guided, you know. Uh, it's not that you don't make decisions. You do make decisions, but you're making guided decisions where you're in com communication with your Creator and you're being directed. You know, it's like, I will step back and let Him lead the way. That's lesson 155, yeah. mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, well, you're, you're going to decide what road to go on and where to go, but you're going to let the Christ uh, lead the way, you know? You're going to get directions along the way. And so, so you have to be checking. You have to be um, willing, you know? 233 says, I give my life to God to guide today. Well, are we doing that? Ultimately, every member of the family of God must return. The miracle calls him to return because it blesses and honors him, even though he may be absent in spirit. God is not mocked, is not a warning, but a reassurance. God would be mocked if any of his creations lacked holiness. The creation is whole, and the mark of wholeness is holiness. Miracles are affirmations of sonship, which is a state of completion and abundance. When it says God is not, what's mocked mean? 
mocked, made fun of her. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. God would be mocked if any of his creations lacked holiness. The creation is whole, and the mark of wholeness is holiness. Miracles are affirmations of sonship, which is a state of completion and abundance. Yeah, read that first line in that paragraph. Ultimately, every member of the family of God must return. The miracle calls him to return because it blesses and honors him, even though he may be absent in spirit. Yeah, okay. So the the word return... um, it's not that you are separated. It's that you forgot you were connected. So, so you've forgotten your connection. Now, you forgetting your connection did not affect the truth that you are connected. You're always connected to your source. It's not possible to ever be separated from your source. However... You can't access the power of that connection because you're not aware of it. All right. So when it says return, what is it you're returning to? You're returning to the awareness of your connection, your divine connection. The divine connection's always been there. Your, I mean, your heart wouldn't beat without the divine connection. So, so it's always been there. But you haven't been aware of it. So when it says absent, it's like, you know, Taraji used to say, peace is always present, but you are absent, meaning you're not in a state of peace. Mm-hmm. The peace is there, but you're not connecting with it, mm-hmm. right? So your true self is, has always been there. Your true self that's, you know, never left its source, always in uh, communion with its creator, um, always receiving the gifts of God, you know, that has always been there, but you have not been aware of it. So the return is really return to awareness of who I am as God created. Yeah, right. yeah, that makes You're sense. not really changing anything. Mm-hmm. You're just waking up something. You're waking up an awareness of, of this divine self. And, and that's what that's, that mm. paragraph's talking about. Okay. Yeah. Whatever is true is eternal and cannot change or be changed. Spirit is therefore unalterable because it is already perfect. Yeah. But the mind can elect what it chooses to serve. The only limit put on its choice is that it cannot serve two masters. If it elects to do so, the mind can become the medium by which spirit creates along the line of its own creation. If it does not freely elect to do so, it retains its creative potential, but places itself under tyrannous, tyrannous rather than authoritative rather than authoritative control. As a result, it imprisons because such are the dictates of tyrants. To change your mind means to place it at the disposal of true authority. That's a pretty heavy paragraph. It's, um, 
Well, it's like your mind can serve the ego or it can serve the Holy Spirit. That's basically what mm -hmm. that's saying. And, and if you're serving the ego, it's tyrannical? Yes. Yes. So tyrannical different is different than authoritarian is what the point is. Well, a tyrant, um, mm -hmm. you know, wants to do what it wants to do, whether it's good for the whole or not, you know. And so the the Holy Spirit is always going to guide you for the well-being of yourself, but not ever at the expense of the well-being of someone else. So well-being would be uh, for myself and everyone else. So that's that's a wholeness. That's an inclusion. So a tyrant would maybe direct you, um, and you don't care about anybody else. You only care about yourself, mm. you know? So it could be, your actions could be detrimental to others. Yeah. And, and a tyrant doesn't care as long as his needs are met. So, so yeah. Mm. The miracle is a sign that the mind has chosen to be led by me in Christ's service. The abundance of Christ is the natural result of choosing to follow him. All shallow roots must be uprooted because they are not deep enough to sustain you. The illusion that shallow roots can be deepened and thus made to hold is one of the distortions on which the reverse of the golden rule rests. As these false underpinnings are given up, the equilibrium is temporarily experienced as unstable. However, nothing is less stable than an upside-down orientation, nor can anything that holds it upside-down be conducive to increased stability. Well, it's a bit hard to understand that one. Well, read the first line. The miracle is a sign that the mind has chosen to be led by me in Christ's service. That I understand. Okay, well, that's pretty clear. Yeah, and the It's like you're, you're yeah. giving your mind over to the Christ, and you're giving your mind over to, you know, miracle-mindedness. Yeah. The abundance of Christ is the natural result of choosing to follow him. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Shallow roots must be uprooted, right? Because they're not deep enough to sustain you. Well, shallow roots would be, you know, like you against the world, you know? It's like you thinking that you have to do everything yourself and you have no help and blah, blah, blah. And, so that yeah. would be the reverse of the golden rule then, right? Well, well yeah, because you're, you're isolated, you know? Mm -hmm. The golden rules I do unto others as I do unto myself, yeah. but in this, this, uh, um, you know, isolation, there, there isn't anybody else. There's just you, <laughs> surviving, mm -hmm. you know, and that's that's a separation. And and you know, it said, well, it's interesting. He uses the word abundance. It's like when you follow the Christ, you enter into this realm of abundance okay um, all these false underpinnings are given up the 
as these are given up, the equilibrium is temporarily experienced as unstable. That's the part I didn't understand. Well, I mean, if you give up your struggle, you know, uh, let's just say you're in a job that you hate, mm -hmm. right? And yeah, it gives you money, but it also makes you depressed. And like, let's just say you decide, well, I'm not going to do anything that makes me depressed anymore. And you give up the job. Well, at first, you know, you may, you may not have a new job and it could look unstable, but, but then, you know, lo and behold, you find something to do that brings you more, uh, basic happiness. But in the interim, you may have felt a bit unstable. That's what that means. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Is that the whole thing? That's it. All right. Well, that's wholeness. Wholeness and, and spirit. And spirit. So I think we have to remember that, that prayer. Spirit is in a state of grace forever. Our reality is only spirit. Therefore, we are in a state of grace forever. And it, it was interesting how it was associating in this, this wholeness uh, uh, and spirit that when you're whole, you're connected to the Christ and you're in a very abundant state of divine providence, you know, energy, uh, insight, resources, money, it's all flowing your way. I like that abundant state. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm.